Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 163 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I'm the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. And I hope you noticed, I tried to be very quiet in the beginning, hi, because I noticed the sound is so much better, it's getting better every episode, but it's like blowing out like crazy when I go, hi, in the beginning, so trying to spare your ears, we'll see how the sound quality goes, I have to thank Kimberly, thank you so much for donating to the podcast and helping to pay for June. So um, thank you. I really appreciate all of those, all of you who have donated to help fund better sound quality. I'm working on it on my end, and I thank you guys for helping me out. I really appreciate it. And just for making the show that much better, we'll continue to prove it, improve it as more donations come in and as I, as I learn. I also want to let you know that I won't be here next week. I'm taking the week off the podcast. Um, because I just need a little break, but I think you all are going to need a break too, because I have a whole bunch of really fun videos that are getting crammed into the end of the month. They're all going to be videos uh, with really fun people. I'm like so tempted to tell you who it is, because I know a lot of you are just going to flip out, Um, but I'll just keep it a secret. You're just going to have to uh, stay tuned, you know, open the newsletter when you get it. If you're not subscribed to me on YouTube, go find me. I'm Joanna DeVoe there um, because we have a bunch of new interviews. So uh, you'll probably be relieved that there's not an episode of Hippie Witch next week because there's going to be a lot of content coming in in the next uh, week. Um, But today I do have another interview for you. And it's with Dawn Champagne of The Goddess Diaries. She was so awesome and nice to jump on at the last minute for the Mercury retrograde sound check I did that I thought it was only appropriate to have her come on for a proper interview. So here she is, Dawn Champagne. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. I love chatting with you. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today, I purposely selected a controversial topic because I like to do that because it's fun. I like to get people around, (laughs) but I called it finding the goddess online. I want to be very clear that while we're talking about the goddess, this just has to do with deity across the board or spiritual connection. If you're like me and you don't really worship a God or a goddess, uh, maybe you work with them as archetypes. I, I do that as well, but you could be an atheist. It's just about like finding that spiritual connection online But um, I just thought finding the goddess online was interesting because I could just imagine being (laughs) some people are just getting their Mm -hmm. feathers ruffled over that a little bit. What do you think about that, Miss Goddess Diaries? It's actually 
It is interesting when you think about it, but you know what? On my end, it is probably the most asked question that, that I get. How do I find my goddess? And that's probably just because, you know, it's my crowd. It's, it's the people who resonate with, you know, the goddess diaries. They're looking for that connection. Whereas you might have maybe a little bit different flavor on your tribe side, you know, where you have people from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, coming to listen to your stuff, you know, but yeah, it is, it's interesting because it is one of the most asked questions that I get. And the other thing too, that's interesting is, um, I was just doing Google analytics yesterday and looking at my top blog posts and the top two blog posts are consistently how to start a goddess circle online and how to start Ooh. one in real life. <laughs> so, wow. That says a lot. Okay, so well, let's start with the number one question. How do you find your goddess? Can it be done online? I mean, I guess Google to the rescue, I don't know. A site like the Goddess Diaries mm-hmm. where you share different information about the different gods. I mm-hmm. wrote about Athena. I was so shocked that you asked me to write about a goddess. I mean, it took me so long to figure out exactly what I was going to say. Uh, you're very patient with me, by the way. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so how does well, that connect? First of all, that blog post was awesome and amazing. And I think that um, if people were to read that blog post in defense of Athena is what it was titled, I think that they'll they'll kind of intuitively see how you know, the connection is made, but that is actually a really good question to answer or, or tricky question to answer rather, because (laughs) where do I even start with this? Um, I did a radio show about this about a year and a half ago. And um, it was basically just rambling on about how, you know, one person's journey to connect with the goddess can take you in, in so many different places. And that's because, what I believe is that, you know, the reason why there are so many different faces of the goddess is because there are so many different people, you know, and, and it's all, I guess what, how I see it is that it's all about what you resonate with. And so really to answer that question I have to say, you want to start with yourself. It's really a journey of self-discovery. And if you don't know, you know, if you, if you, if you lack self-awareness, it might be difficult for you to stumble on that one particular goddess. Mostly people are asking because they want to dedicate themselves to a goddess, but I think that is an entirely different issue. And it's, it's, um, something that should probably be saved for later on in your journey. But to Mm. start, just simply start with some self-awareness prompts, you know, some, some guided, maybe some guided diary prompts. Another interesting place that someone could start would be in their own astrological chart. I'm hearing feedback, so I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It's just so everyone knows, um, when you write to me about the sound quality today, just judge it on my end because Don is on her lunch break in a Whole Foods parking lot using their Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> but you sound great, Don. There's no, there's okay. no uh, issue. So how would one use their natal charts to do that? This is advanced this is a- goddess 
detective work? <laughs> well, it can be, yeah. Um, well, first of all, what I would recommend is let's let's not go there yet let me just say something else first going back to the to the self-discovery prompts this is something that um i think i think is really really important to have some kind of self-awareness um when you venture out on this because if you don't resonate with a certain aspect of the goddess it's not gonna it's not gonna feel right for you and it'll probably turn you off from that whole experience as it were um, mm-hmm. so really just kind of, you know, vibing with finding what you like, what you enjoy, and then going from there. Um, so things like, do you have a specific totem animal, for instance? Uh, and then you can research the different associated goddesses with that totem animal. And then from there, you can, you know, ask for, just just kind of in contemplation or prayer, kind of ask for some kind of message or sign or whatever. And and this is like it's it's finding your goddess, but it's also finding your intuition. It's it's kind of a convoluted thing. So then going deeper, if you do want to go deeper with it, like I said, take it to the next level with your astro chart. This is something that you could spend years <laughs> doing. Um, I know that a lot of us get our astro, our ast- astrological charts read, and um, you know it, it, it'll take you years and years and years to digest, or you'll stumble on a new piece of information. But if you throw in the goddess uh, journey along with it, it makes it really, really cool and really, really fun. So, for example. I'm going to use my natal chart because it's what I know. Uh, But I have in my natal chart a blend, probably a pretty balanced blend of earth and air energy. And in my worldview, I view the moon sign as your soul's, like what your soul craves, what your soul wants for a happy life. And so I actually started with my moon sign, <laughs> which is in Taurus. And so you can take that sign then. It's an earth energy. And so you have the, the sign and the element. And you can research the different associations with goddess from that angle. Right. Uh, so you can either earth, start with earth the, goddesses. So like earth goddesses, like Gaia, for example. Mm-hmm. Gaia. Well, Venus actually rules Taurus, so she she would be one. Uh, Gaia, Freya, you know, Pachamama, all these different Earth goddesses start to come forward. If you need, you know, Google is fabulous for <laughs> researching these things. Um, but there's a couple of books that I recommend too. Uh, a couple of different goddess guide. Uh, the Goddess Guide is one of them by Brandy Alset. And um, I would, anyway, not to. No, we're all both nerds here. That. We're all both nerds. No, no, no. You can plug good. books. We are good, good, we good. We love books. Too. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I actually recommend that book because it is indexed in a really interesting way. It's indexed by so many different themes that you can, you can just look it up based on the, you know, if you want to look at the elemental energy or, 
planet association or whatever that that book is really awesome for that so anyway so yeah so taking your natal chart you can just go really really deep with it in that regard so you take your your moon sign your sun sign your rising sign whatever sign you feel is calling to you in that moment and just kind of play around with it yeah I that I I think I gravitated toward Athena because I'm an air sign and I'm very intellectual. I'm up in my head. I relate to to people that way, like head to head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, Tarot had a lot to do with it. The queen of swords, the justice card. I kind of see them as sisters, but really too, it was like righteous rage and anger when I came across her story and saw Mm -hmm. the way she was being portrayed. It felt very, it felt like a lie. It felt, and I saw, you know, a woman who writes about goddesses who I respect and is very wise. I didn't like what she was saying about her, like perpetuating, in my opinion, the myth of the myth. So I got very defensive. And then somehow, like, she's stuck with me now for a few years. Just, I don't know. It, it happened very accidentally and organically. But um, mm-hmm. it really started with that, like, whoa, 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 you know, like us, <laughs> us head cases, we have our good points too, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it, that's how it starts though, is like you, you, like I was saying, you, you kind of resonate with a certain something that was, that you picked up on and you just follow the crumbs and the more you pick up, the more you're like, okay, this is something for real. <laughs> hmm. You just yeah. go deeper and deeper. I think because they are personified, which is interesting, because I, I always say I don't believe in personified deity, mm-hmm. but I, I could work with it, like archetypally, you know, I think we literally as humans cannot conceive of what God is. It is this great, creative, mysterious mm-hmm. force that is outside the realm of understanding. So giving it a personality and working with it, I say it, I don't think it's he or she, but making it a she, if you're a woman, mm-hmm. I know like Eric Silverman works with goddess energy all the time. You don't have to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of men do, but um, you start to get a sense of the personality and it starts to empower that part of you, or maybe you're, you're just enjoying that part of yourself and bringing that forward. You know, it helps you recognize your own strength, I think in some ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's an interesting point, too. Um, There's a Catherine uh, Tate is one of my favorite goddess scholars, and she mentions all the time in a lot of her writing or even on radio shows that she does, she will say whether you associate with a goddess as archetype deity or ideal, I've got something to say about that, you know, (laughs) whatever, whatever her spiel is, but I like that, the archetype, deity, or ideal. Because, mm-hmm. again, it comes back to that whole personal flavor, that whole there's so many different ways to connect to the goddess, and it's all there, – there are so many different ways because there are as many people who are finding their own way to connect. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so what about as a group? Like you wrote about creating your own goddess circle online. I know you lead them mm-hmm. offline. Um, so because the theme is cyber witches, let's talk about that. Like having an online group. I know that you can connect this way because I lead a group online. 
And we try to do rituals, even though we're using Google Hangouts and Google Hangouts can be such a jerk. Talk about sound quality. (laughs) We're like, hello, are you there? Because we're trying to talk to someone in London and someone in Texas and someone in Washington. And (laughs) it can get interesting. But you recently did, I watched, um, you did a ritual for Flora, the flower goddess, which is perfect for this time of year. And props to Barry for being your camera guy that was her husband or her fiance (laughs) held the laptop up or the ipad for her to record this awesome ritual she did with her group it was really sweet (laughs) so um how does that work how does that feel does it feel different than doing it offline it does have a different feel to it um well first of all i need to say that the the one that you watched that happened this past weekend was Gosh, it's the first online ritual that I actually led. I'm trying oh. to think that. Yeah, it is. It is the first online ritual that I've led. Uh, goddess circle that I've led. Sorry, um, with a ritual element, I should say. Right. <laughs> so it was very interesting. Um, yeah, I've been doing. I've been hosting goddess circles in the Boise area for gosh a couple of years now, and. Uh, you know, each one is different. Every single one will have a different flavor to it. And that's what makes it so cool. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit of who shows up to the circle, uh, the participants. It's a little bit of the goddess energy that we are celebrating, at, you know, in that particular moment or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's so many different factors that go into it. So it's always, always unique and always uh, profound, I think. But this last weekend for the um, Flora's, for the circle that we did in honor of Flora, it was awesome. It was really awesome. I'm not going to lie. I skipped over a couple of things. <laughs> I think just in the moment, you know, I, I, it was very, we had a couple of technical glitches, um, which kind of, you know, threw me off my stride. But I think overall, it went really, really well. The intention was to celebrate the season, celebrate our passions, you know, give thanks for everything that was blossoming, that is blossoming in our lives right now. And that was the beauty of Flora. That's what she teaches is how to be present and in the moment and celebrate what is happening for you right now. And that's exactly what I think everybody got out of it. The, uh, we had to... Um, it it cut us off and we had to start it up again, but everybody was awesome troopers coming back on and joining the circle and sharing their thanks. And anyway, it was, it was a really cool experience. And, and you ask about um, how is it different online than it is in person? Well, there's a couple of different things. Obviously you don't have the benefit of that physical space. What I think is actually cool. And you know this because you and I talk about this, but I love liminal space. <laughs> liminal yeah. space is that space in between space, in between space, it's, in between time. It's, it's where magic the magic time. happens. Mm-hmm. What's that? We just said the same thing. What? Magic time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel like in a lot of ways, when you are conducting a ritual in cyberspace, you are really fully in that liminal space. And so, yeah, it can happen from that. 
I also like the fact that whoever needs to benefit from it can, whether they show up to the circle during that particular moment or they catch the replay later. Well, how you know, can the magic the continues. Can they catch the replay, people listening right now? Um, if you are in the Goddess Diaries group, you can. <laughs> and I'm, well, I'm looking you... at my iPad. People are, are clicking right now to sign up for the, the Goddess Diaries private group. <laughs> so, so that's it how? Was held on, uh-huh. It was held well, on tell Facebook. Them how, tell them how to get there. How do they get to the private group? It's on Facebook. And if you want to search uh, the Goddess Diaries group, and then just ask permission to join. I do vet everybody just to make sure, you know, there's authenticity and no, you know, kind of smarminess because I don't like that. And that brings up another interesting point about doing ritual online is, you know, setting the intention for sacred space and clearing for sacred space. It seems kind of easy to do in real life. You know, you, you have a physical parameter that you're working with. And so you can, you can go into a room or if you're outside, you know, you can set your circle and, and clear the space, smudge it and all that. But when you're, you're in the cyberspace, it's almost like you have to um, extra fortify the sacred space with your intention and, it can be tricky. So mm-hmm. I find that having that private group interaction really holds, it's, it's a really nice container for that sacred space. So that's why I chose to do it in the private group as opposed to, you know, like Google Hangouts or even a live stream on the, the main Facebook page. So, yeah. Yeah. What, something that I think about, especially if you read older books on um, magic or witchcraft, there's a lot of talk about witches meeting on the astral realm and mm. the different protections that you need to put in place like that. And it, I feel there's like an astral realm aspect to the Internet that I don't think people from the past could have even <laughs> imagine would be a reality for all of us and it's interesting how over time it's settled down a bit hopefully the audio quality will catch up (laughs) for doing like these group rituals Mm -hmm. and stuff I know I know it will I know we're still like on the edge of what's possible right now but um I do think there's like an astral realm quality to it that virtual space where like we're not even in the room together but you know but here we are chatting I agree 100%. I feel like you can even take some of that with you when you're not even in front of your laptop or your computer. Um, I advise, I actually advised this to a client a couple of weeks ago was to wear tourmaline when, you know, when they are near their computer, just it was in question about, you know, that astral virtual liminal space protection and I feel like there's a lot of things that you can do to do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. if you're taking that with you, you know, like in your thoughts or your energy or whatever, um, yeah, it, it can it can have an impact. But, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Yes, I believe in that. I believe exactly what you're saying, the whole astral aspect of cyberspace. I mean, it even sounds 
kind of witchy, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Yeah, yeah. I sort of I get a kick out of this month's theme, cyber witches. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very like matrixy to me. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, some of my best friends are witches that I met online. I mean, you can't deny that. And I mean, that's pretty special. I agree. So, Flora, <laughs> um, how how can we tap into Flora right now? Like, what's I do get what you're saying about Flora's about being living in the moment because her thing is flowers, and flowers mm-hmm. are that moment is so fleeting, you know, they're beautiful and they're fragrant and they're luscious for a moment, (laughs) but it doesn't last Mm -hmm. long. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Um, Gosh, again, there's so many different ways you can connect to the energy of flora. But before I go into that, I just want to, you know, just quickly bring everybody up to speed on, on the goddess flora herself. She's a really fun goddess. You know, the energy of spring embodied in flowers everywhere (laughs) bright colorful flourishing fancy you know that's that's flora Um, according to the old stories the greek slash roman stories whichever would be flora or chloris um she was a again she's a fertility goddess and she's associated with the springtime and she actually happens to be the matron goddess of prostitutes. <laughs> you know, so there's that sexual energy there, which I feel, you know, speaking, you know, in a metaphorical sense, what her message is not only to be present to the moment, but to really be present to the vitality of the moment, you know, the, the passion of life. And have you, if you think about it, if, okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to manifest something just, and you just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and, and nothing would like, it wouldn't manifest, you know, and, and, and you feel like after a while you're like, well, huh, what's going on? You know, I've, I've done everything that the law of attraction says, but I feel like I'm just pushing it away from me instead of <laughs> bringing it to me, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think that, um, I think that a lot of, of, this particular, you know, the, hers is really the message of the law of attraction. Like if you desire something, the best course is to let it come to you. That's all you have to do. It's like, be who you are, focus on your pleasures, do what brings you joy. And then the magic of resonance and the law of attraction takes care of the rest. <laughs> I really feel like that's a huge message that Flora has for a lot of us. So connecting to her energy, so many different ways. Um, can I share Sex what magic. I've been doing personally? Yeah, I'm just going to. Sex throw. magic for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all acts, I, I love that saying that all acts of magic are sex magic. That cracks me up. Oh, I've never heard that. All acts of magic are sex are magic. Sex magic. Interesting. Just, just think it. Think about it. Chew on it later. It yeah. starts to unfold the more you think about it. That's awesome. But I love that. Anyway, so yeah, so I've been um, so many different things. I had this beautiful garden. I moved into a new house in the winter, and I didn't know what was going to blossom in the flower beds because the previous owner had planted. She was a master gardener, and she had planted all these 
plants. And of course, when I moved in, I couldn't see any of the plants because they hadn't sprouted yet. And uh, so early in the spring, when the shoots were just starting to come up, I sat in my garden and I was like, okay, you guys, I'm not going to pick any weeds in this thing because I don't know what's what. (laughs) You're just going to have to tell me what you need. And I don't know. It's just been amazing. Um, All these beautiful flowers have been coming up. And I've really been enjoying that, just picking the flowers and, and just doing lots of different flower magic with them. The other night I made some flora water, which, uh, you know, taking the blossoms of roses and using um, Everclear (laughs) to make this flora water and then charging it under the moon, clearing spray. Um, Gosh, what else? What else? Well, the despacho that we did on Saturday night in honor of the full moon, you know, just just really using the energy of all the different flowers that were available. you know, those, those are some ways to connect to the right. goddess Flora. Okay. So we have like 40 seconds left. So let's just leave it okay. with set, sex and flowers, people. Sex and flowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to visit, if you want to visit Dawn, if you want to ask her more questions about the goddess, she's so friendly and outgoing and she definitely will get back to you. Or you can just come yell at me because she's my friend and I'll take responsibility for that. But you can find her, <laughs> you can find her at the goddess diaries.org. And uh-huh. I, she's doing all the same stuff I'm doing. She's doing videos. She's doing a podcast. You can find her on Facebook. It's not hard if you want to go looking. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate you having me on the show again. Yay. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Um, I'll be back, not next week, but the week after that. Check out all these video interviews. You're going to die when you see who's on the show. Much love. Peace.